Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, one of the greatest lies of our time is the lie of autonomy. This lie is preached in the culture around us in almost every type of media medium that you can think. The, the lie is this, I can do what I want. The answers are inside of me. I can create my own identity. I can pursue my own dreams. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. That's the gospel of the kingdom of darkness. And it's simply not true. The Bible teaches us that everyone has a master. There are only two possibilities. Either you worship and serve Christ as Lord, or you are under the power and dominion of the devil. Now, when we fell into sin, we turned our backs on our loving God and Creator and Lord, and we sold ourselves into slavery. And ever since the fall, every human being born has been born, as the Apostle Paul puts it, sold under sin. So if you're a sinner outside of the Lord Jesus Christ, then no matter how much you delude yourself, no matter how much you manage to fool yourself, you can't change the fact that Satan is your master. The devil has you in his power. You are chained and fettered in the very sins which you think express your liberty. What does the Lord Jesus say? John 8, 34, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The Lord Jesus isn't talking about falling down into a sin and repenting and being washed clean and forgiven. He's speaking about people that practice, that live, that go on in sin. Now, we Christians, we confess the name of Christ, the Son of God, who came to set us free. What does the Bible say? If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. That's the gospel. Now, how do you set a slave free? You have to buy. You have to pay the price. You have to pay the ransom. And we read about that in 1 Peter chapter 1, how we were ransomed from the futility of life in slavery to sin. We've been ransomed. We've been bought. We now belong and are under the lordship and power of another. Now, what is the ransom that Jesus paid for us? He didn't pay all the gold and silver in the world. He paid something more valuable, his precious blood. And that's an incredible comfort for the child of God. Because there is nothing more precious in the universe. There is no higher price to be paid than the blood of the Son of God. No one can outbid God. No one can offer or afford to offer a higher price to purchase us away from God. We are safe and we belong to our Lord. The Lord Jesus bought us back 
He redeemed us. He ransomed us. He paid the price. And as the Catechism confesses the Scripture's teaching, he has freed us from all the power of the devil. What does that mean? In real practical terms for our daily life as believers, it means this. Christians can say no to sin. When our old master comes around and he tries to tell us what to do, and he comes with his chains, the chains of sin and the whip, the whip of temptation, and he says, obey me, be under my power, then the child of God can say, I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, my Lord. I serve Christ. Not you, devil. Not you, sin. So go away, because I bear the mark. I bear his name. I am one of those whom he has made his own possession. That's a powerful truth, brothers and sisters, to carry with us as we walk through our life and as we're assailed constantly by the kingdom of darkness. We are free, free servants of the Lord of Lords. Colossians 1.13, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Satan's got nothing to say in your life anymore. 1 Peter 2.9, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. You belong to God, not to sin, not Satan, not to the kingdom of darkness. You belong to God that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Everything we are, everything we have, belongs to and is under the lordship of Christ. This isn't just a spiritual and theological truth. It's something which has to do with all of our being and all of our life, even to our physical bodies. What does the apostle say to the Corinthians? He says, you are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. Jesus Christ came, he was born, he suffered, he died, he rose, and just before he ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father, he said, this to his disciples. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So Jesus declared himself, Lord of lords, King of kings. And then he said to his disciples, go, go into all the world and preach this good news to all the nations. Go rescue more slaves from sin. Go break the shackles of sin. Go set the prisoners free. That's what the gospel proclaims to sinners who are enslaved in their sin. Brother and sister, free is what you are supposed to be. 
free to, to serve the Lord as you were created to do. Once again, this, is, this confession is not just some abstract truth. We don't confess, I believe, in Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son, the Lord. We confess Him to be our Lord. It is a deeply personal confession. It is a life-changing truth. Christ is our Lord. Christ is my Lord. Well, what does that look like? Someone put it this way. If Christ, if Christ is not Lord of all, Christ is not Lord at all. If Christ is not Lord of all, Christ is not Lord at all. You can't give half your life to Christ. You can't submit to Christ's Lordship 99.9%. doesn't work. It's all or nothing. He is Lord. He is Lord of your thoughts, your mind, intellect, heart, your desires, your dreams, your goals, your plans, your marriage, <clears throat> your relationships, your family, home, budget, your wallet, your internet connection, your smartphone, your computer, your sexuality, your body, the words that come from your mouth. He is Lord of your life. He is Lord of all. Or he is Lord at or he is not Lord at all. So, brother and sister, we're called to live our confession. No part of you, no part of your life or your existence as a child of God can in any way be under the ongoing power of sin. Um, let me make this clear. Children of God fall. We fall down. Face flat in the, the muck of sin. We do it often, don't we? In little ways and big ways. And that's the brokenness that we're going to endure until the day when the Lord Jesus makes all things new. So sin is there, but not the power of sin. We don't go on living in sin. We don't live in such a way that we embrace sin in some part of our life. Now, the world comes to us, and especially to you young people, you, haven't, you often have a lot to learn, yet in the struggle against sin and how bitter it is when we fall for the lies of the world, and the world comes to us, and the world, as the apostle says in 2 Peter 2, they promise freedom. Just lose your inhibitions. Just give in to your desires. They promise freedom, says the apostle, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For whatever overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. To live in the grip of sin is to be an addict. doesn't matter what the sin is. It is to be enslaved again. And the world will come to us in all kinds of ways. Different times of life, the devil switches up his strategies and does all kinds of different attempts to try and get at us. But what he wants is for us to get hooked on sin and to be under its power. Brother and sister, if there's something in your life 
that you are tolerating, if there's some power of sin in your life that you think, well, most of my life is for Jesus, but there's one thing maybe nobody knows about it, just God, and maybe, of course, Satan as well knows about it. But I, I'm just going just gonna to hold on to this special, this favorite little sin of mine, because I think I can handle it. Well, the Bible says you can't. And if there's sin in your life that you haven't repented of, and if there's sin in your life that has power and dominion over you, then you stand in danger of your eternal soul. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you that you must repent. You must flee from sin. You must hate sin. You must kill sin, or it will kill you. Don't fool around with sin. But hold on to your confession and live your confession. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, my Lord. He is my Lord. I owe him everything. And there's a stark contrast between being under the dominion of Satan and being under the life-giving and life-transforming lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Under Satan, there is misery, there is wretchedness, there is hopelessness. We're dying slaves. We're in the darkness. We're chained in sin. We're under the power of the devil. There's just death upon death. That's what it is to serve sin and serve the devil. But under the lordship of Christ, there is hope and life and freedom and the power of the Spirit. And we are sons and daughters of the living God. We sang Psalm 8. That's what the lordship of Christ looks like. Psalm 8. Oh Lord, you're such an amazing Lord. You're an amazing creator. And serving you as Lord. Look at the, the joy and the privileges we have. We get to rule over the created universe as your beloved children. That's being under the lordship of Christ. Our Lord is not just some master that wants to rule us with, with raw power and brute force to, to do his own evil pleasures. That's not the kind of Lord we're talking about. What kind of Lord is our Lord? Well, he is our elder brother. He is the one that loves us so much that he gave his life. He suffered the torment and agony of hell to pay the price to buy us out of the dominion of sin. He gave everything. He bled for you. He suffered for you. He was tortured for you. He agonized for you. He died for you because he wants your freedom. He adopted you into the family of God. His father is your father. We belong to him. We belong to him, body and soul. We are his possession. And you know, an unbeliever may say, well, that's weird. I don't want to belong to anybody. I'm not a piece of furniture. I'm not a slave. I'm free. Well, we talked about that already, didn't we? There is no free. You're either Lord, Jesus is Lord or Satan is your master. And we belong as believers. We belong to Jesus as Lord, not as mere chattels, but as sons and daughters of the Father, as brothers and sisters in Christ. And so today, look what he's doing. He's welcoming us again to the family table. We eat and drink at the table of the kingdom of heaven. 
And we celebrate the feast which says the Son has set you free and you are free indeed. Free from sin, the power of sin, the dominion of sin. Free from slavery to sin. And so we can come to the table. We can eat and we can drink the gospel that sin has no power. The Lord that you confess is the Lord who died for you, who paid for you, who bought you, who ransomed you, who adopted you, who loves you, who welcomes you, who says to you, you belong to me. And he says that with the tenderness of a love which he has set on you from all eternity. What an incredible comfort that is to be able to confess Jesus Christ as our Lord. What a relief and what a joy. It reminds us of those beautiful words of the introduction to our catechism. What is your only comfort in life and death? That I am not my own, but belong with body and soul, both in life and in death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. He has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood and has set me free from all the power of the devil. He also preserves me in such a way that without the will of my heavenly Father, not a hair can fall from my head. Indeed, all things must work together for my salvation. Therefore, by his Holy Spirit, he also assures me of eternal life and makes me heartily willing and ready from now on to live for him. Amen.